What's up, folks? Welcome back to Stream Catchers. It's your boy, A.B. Hello there. I'm Jack. How you guys doing? Welcome back, folks. Jack's sticking with the hello there for a while. We'll, uh, <laughs> hopefully you come up with a new one soon. <laughs> I've got some, but I don't want to waste them all on Bad Batch. <laughs> I, I know we've got bigger shows coming. Yeah, we are. We're about two weeks away from Loki. Um, mm-hmm. Well, we're wishing everybody a happy Memorial Day. We're recording this a day late. We both had uh, quite a busy weekend individually, so uh, appreciate you for understanding a, a day late from normal, a break from the norm. Uh, but we are back talking about episode five of the Bad Batch, uh, titled Rampage. Let's. Uh, you want to give a brief rundown of the episode, Jack? Um, so this episode's uh, goal is to find out who the bounty hunter is and who hired her. Um, they, the Bad Batch has a contact named Sid, who we get a, a new character. Um, I think she's part of the guild. I think they, they talked about that a little bit. Um, the, the bounty the hunter guild. Jedi Informant. Yeah, yeah that's a, a better title, I guess. Um, so they go and meet with her. Um, she wants them to uh, recover Moochie uh from some slave traders and so they they go and do this kind of kind of their introduction into bounty hunting which which i i feel like is kind of going to be you know probably their their means of making money in the future because it's you know kind of what they're good at is you know ex-soldiers kind of mercenary types yeah um so they go and do that uh they find out that uh moochie uh (laughs) moochie ends up being the the rancor from return of the jedi I assume. I mean, I right, guess yeah. they, they allude pretty hard to it. Well, so, you know, they, they get, they get Moochie, they bring him back uh, to Sid and, and, the, but the, as they're coming back in, what's the guy's name? Weird tentacle dude. From- Bib Fortuna. Bib, Bib Fortuna? Yep. B-I-B. B-I, Bib Fortuna. The, the guy from Return of the Jedi, he's got the long tentacle. He works with Jabba the Hutt. Uh, he, they walk in where, as he's in there trying to get Moochie back. That's the whole thing. They got to get Moochie for him. Um, and so it's kind of implied, yeah, that that Rancor grows up to be the same one that Luke kills in uh, Return of the Jedi. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But it was a really- I, I liked Moochie a lot. I think Moochie was kind of a lovable oaf of a character in this. Uh, I really liked that <laughs> Wrecker had to assert his dominance and fight him <laughs> just to, to, to gain its respect. Yeah, it's kind of funny too because there's a point where obviously the the main four of the batch are caught. You know, they don't they the whole thing is Omega has to sort of she has to stay with them, not wander off, and just kind of listen to, to, to everything because now we know there's a bounty hunter following them. So they they leave her with the ship. The four of them go to try to get Moochie. They get abducted by these slave traders, um, and, and and so Omega finds out and she's got to go kind of help rescue them. Uh, right. she, she as she's in there she gets caught but she also finds moochie in a cage lets him out moochie kind of helps save the day in a way um mm-hmm. and that was the distraction that they needed yeah yeah so it works out and and yeah the moochie character was kind of nice he's just this this rampaging rancor that is just kind of all about killing and, and maiming anything that's in his way so it yeah it was, uh, honestly i I thought this was was one of the better episodes so far outside of the, the first episode. I, I really enjoyed it. It was a really fun, um, you know, self-contained episode, just like you know the previous yeah. three, I guess. And uh, but I, I think this one had a little more, a uh, little more heart. I really enjoyed this one a lot. 
Um, I think it's, it, you know, it's kind of the same formula as the other episodes where Omega is supposed to, you know, be quiet, stay in the ship, all that stuff, and then gets roped in anyhow and yeah. saves the day. Yeah. Um, but that, that, that formula is working for him. And I, I really enjoyed the episode. Um, I meant to look up the names of the slave traders. I know that we've seen that species before um, from Clone Wars. Uh, mm-hmm. They did an episode with the slave traders. And of course, Anakin hated him uh, as he's super, super anti-slavery. Yeah. Um, but that was that was a pretty good arc uh, in Clone Wars. And I might revisit that still. Yeah, there's there's a lot of arcs arcs in uh, in Clone Wars that would be worth revisiting. I forgot about that one. That's a good uh, that's a good one to bring up. Um, yeah, I think generally the episode itself was 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 pretty solid. You know, getting to see a, a character that we recognize like Bib Fortuna is pretty cool. Um, I like the part where Omega finds her weapon. There's a point where they're running away from the slave traders and she sees this sort of bow and arrow that shoots laser bows. Yeah, it's like a laser string with laser arrows. She didn't get to use it, did she? I don't think she did. I don't think she did. She just kind of was like, I'm taking this. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Hopefully we'll get to see that in the next episode. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm a fan of archers. I I never really was, but between Hawkeye and Avengers and uh, after I binged Arrow last year, um, I've, I've really grown to love archers. So having one on the team now, uh, and especially it, give, it gives Omega something else to kind of do and gives a bit mm-hmm. of an edge and more depth to her character. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how that works out. And it seems like she's going to sort of take on the role of Crosshair, who is this sort of distance control. And, you know, he was, the, he was the sniper of the team, wasn't really in the action, but now Omega can take part without being in it in a way so it's kind of it kind of works well i hadn't i hadn't thought of that but that is a that's a good idea i like that yeah yeah so i thought that was like a really cool little thing that they added in there um and she showed her worth man she really is is proving herself as part of the team yeah absolutely i mean uh you you, they get to showcase her uh you know being super intuitive again she was the only one that recognized sid she just kind of had a a hunch and and called sid out on it and and Sid said something along the lines of, you're smarter than your friends over there. They couldn't figure that out. Yes, they are. They're, they're doing a lot with this Omega character, which I wasn't expecting. You know, from, mm-hmm. from the trailers that we saw and, and all of that, I sort of really just expected her uh, to be, um, you know, they didn't show her a lot in the trailer, but I expected her to just sort of be another part of the team. And I really thought the show was going to focus on the badge itself. So far, it's focusing on her pretty much the whole way through, which has me wondering if they're trying to set her up for future properties. Um, that would be cool. Like as an adult after after the Empire Age, you yeah. know, that would be kind of cool. What if she pops up in Mando, right? Like Or Ahsoka or, or yeah. Book of Boba Fett or anything post-Empire. That'd be really cool. Especially if she is a Force-sensitive character and Maybe mm-hmm. she is, maybe she's not, but she's showing that she's a capable. You know, yeah. And, um, they're 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 doing a lot to solidify her as really the main character of the show. Yeah, and there's definitely going to be a revelation about uh, about Omega that we don't already know. I can feel it. I think so too, right? I think I picked up on that too. The the point where she she was the one that found Sid. Sid was kind of just chilling in the background, not saying anything, and Omega yeah. knew and. There's, there's something, there's something to her that they're really just kind of subtly giving us. So, yeah, 
And it makes sense that Sid wouldn't want to talk to people, uh, you know, post Order 66 because she was a friend of the Jedi. Yep. And the Jedi are extinct. And then these uh, these soldiers walk into her place, you know, wearing uh, altered clone trooper yeah. armor. Of course, she would want to hide. Right. Well, they were they were well. Or he. Out. I couldn't. I, I actually don't know if it's a he or a she. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, were they were they wearing the helmets when they walked in? I don't remember. They were wearing the helmets when they walked in, and then they took them off. They okay. took them off as soon as they walked into the the place. Right. So obviously, Echo looks exactly like all the other clones too. So right. Yeah. So it, it does it does make sense. Um, yeah. Really, it's just another one of those episodes that kind of was just you know fun to watch. There was a, a decent amount of action in there. More development for o, uh, for Omega. Um, another episode, no crosshair. No crosshair. I noticed it too. And uh, I'm. I, I really was enjoying his story and his progress. Um, and I, I'm really hoping when we get to episode six this week that there's more of him because um, I feel like there's a lot more there to tell. But I don't know if that's something they want to do or if they're just kind of saving it for down the stretch. And even if he's not in the action, even if he's not in a fight with the Bad Batch, I'd like to see him on screen more. Even if it's just, you know, on Camino. Yeah. doing his own thing, um, you know, going through his own revelations, his own plot line. I'd really like to see more crosshair. A scene or two or of something, right? Just a bit of dialogue. Maybe he says a thing that adds another little bit of a layer to his character. I don't know. But I, I, I do want uh, more crosshair. Um, or even a little stinger, like during the credits or after the credits, where it's just like a one-minute deal of him finding out something about you know, the future of the empire, the clones or yeah. the Kaminoans, anything. I just want a little, a little more crosshair in my life. Same. Yeah. I know it's not really like star Wars to do any sort of post credit scene or mid credit scene, but why not? Right. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I feel, I feel like when this show started, we were both a little, you know, curious as to what exactly it was going to be. Um, mm-hmm. At this point, we know what it is. Uh, my expectations for it are falling. Doesn't mean I don't like it. I do still enjoy it, but I don't expect it to be anything that's kind of outside of, I think that the purpose of the show is to establish Omega. Um, I don't yeah. think it's, it's meant to be anything other than an enjoyable show. That's just, you know, enjoy this. <laughs> I keep seeing memes about how, uh, you know, comparing Bad Batch to basically just saying that Bad Batch is an episode eight of Clone Wars. And I don't necessarily agree. I think that it's more its own. I think that, you know, obviously the animation is is more or less the same and mm-hmm. it's it's written similarly. But, you know, we don't have those arcs. We don't have arcs like we did in the Clone Wars. Um, the first episode kind of gave us the feel that it was going to be more close to the Clone Wars with the the narrator and mm-hmm. the, uh, the way that the, the title showed up on screen and stuff. Yes. Um, but now that we're, f- are we five episodes deep? This was five the deep. fifth one, right? Yep. Now that we're five deep, I, I really feel like it's its own. I Yeah, I know. I, I forgot about that. That first episode had that narrator, and they just kind of dropped that. It seemed like that was, I guess looking back, that feels more like that was a uh, a way to sort of hand the torch over a bit. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, in a way, it's a sequel to Clone Wars, just because chronologically, it's all canon. It all takes place. Right. right? But yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, like Clone Wars had so many different things going on. You know, I think... Yeah. I feel, it feels like the purpose of Clone Wars was to fill the gaps between two and three, episodes mm-hmm. two and episode three, um, and then just kind of give us a little bit more depth between Anakin and Obi-Wan and, 
you know, you could see more of Dooku and Grievous and they introduced Ahsoka. Like it did a lot. Um, and I think that it really helped make those two movies better. This just kind of feels like, hey, we introduced some characters in Clone Wars that we kind of want to explore more of. Um, and we need content for Disney Plus. So let's just, <laughs> That's let's, true. you know, and it's, it's made by Dave Filoni, who, who has, who was a big part of Clone Wars and Rebels and is, is uh, a bigger name now in, in the Star Wars universe in terms of creating content. Um, yeah. It just kind of is one of those shows that, hey, we need content. This is a cool thing we can explore and maybe we can introduce character along the way. And I read an article about Dave Filoni not too long ago. I, I, I hope that I don't butcher the information out of it because it was probably a week ago or so, but I think he just got named like head uh, creative director or something of, of all of Lucasfilm or yeah, all of uh, the Star Wars universe. Was that right? Something along those lines. Yeah, I don't remember the exact uh, title that he has, but it's, I mean, it's obviously it's a pretty um, prestigious-ish title, I suppose, that you could say. And yeah. It's a big deal when you're, I think it's important too to have somebody in a role like that that has a vision for Star Wars. You know, when you, we, we've talked about it before with the, the um, sequel trilogy, seven, eight, and nine. Yeah. And, I think J.J. Abrams even came out recently and said that those movies would have been a lot better if they had planned them out better. Yeah, they would have been. Mm -hmm. And I feel like putting someone like Filoni in charge uh, may protect the franchise from going through that again in the future. Um, mm -hmm. Whenever they plan on doing another, if they, if they do want to do another trilogy or if they want to do standalone films or some even stuff that connects in the way that Marvel does, um, having someone that can plan things out the way Marvel did is going to be nice and really help out for, for this franchise. And I know that he plays well with um, John Favreau. And I think John Favreau is the man in terms of, of directing. So I'm, I'm very optimistic with that choice. I love me some John Favreau and the work he did on Mando and uh, yeah, he's incredible. And you, you know, I, you watch anything that he does as far as like interviews or, they did a few things with him um, on Disney Plus talking about Mandalorian. You could tell he loves Star Wars and that franchise. Which is huge. That's a huge deal. Yeah, man. It's, you know, I keep talking about Marvel because you know, they're just the ultimate example of, of what it seems like Star Wars is trying to do. Uh, mm -hmm. Laying the foundation for a full universe and having a plan and a vision and, and, a, and a point A and a point B. Um, someone like Jon Favreau that actually has the talent and the, and the love for it. Um, and, and can plan that out with like a Dave Filoni and, and whoever else. Um, it does make me optimistic for the future. And I think that, you know, if we want to bring it back to Bad Batch for just a second, um, mm -hmm. I think that this is another step in the direction of something small that isn't like a big deal, but if, it, you know, especially if they are going to make Omega a bigger character and set her up to do some something else in the future, um, that's, that's a really good first step. Yeah, I agree. So. It'd be cool to see her, um, you know, hopefully if it, if it does go the way that we, we are hoping, um, it, it'll be cool to see her in live action. I'd be interested in seeing uh, who they cast as, as an adult Omega or as a, uh, you know, as a kid Omega. Yeah, yeah. It'll be really interesting to you to see sort of where the show leaves off. You know, if it is just like a one season thing or if they plan on doing multiple seasons, really how it ends, I think will be big yeah. in terms of what her future looks like right because um i guess i don't really want to spoil rebels for you but the way that that it, it is <laughs> uh, 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 
intrigue at least as far as like what's going to happen with that. And I, I don't know if they're going to explore that at some point, but I hope I, if, if they do plan on doing things with Omega, it'll be interesting to see if maybe the batch dies or, or what happens. That would create some interesting trauma for her for sure. Um, yeah. I don't, I, I would guess that the way that they're going to end season one of the bad batch, and I'm going to call it season one um, sure. just because um, will be in a way that if, if there, if the fans don't, you know, if there isn't a, a a need for a season two, there there won't be, and it'll be you know finished and kind of done. Yep. But also, these characters will still be around to appear in other things. Yeah. Or if you know, there's a huge fan uh, outcry for season two, you know, that's a that's an option for them. Yeah, I'll be interested to see, right? Because I mean, this, we're still so early in the show. I haven't really yeah. seen anybody say anything bad about the show, but I haven't seen anything as far as hardcore fan love in the way that I just haven't seen much. I haven't seen a whole lot of people, you know, talking about it or articles on it or anything. Same. Right. I mean, I'm sure if we Googled it, we'd find one or two things that similar to what we do just reviewing each episodes, but mm-hmm. you, know, you know, with these other Disney plus shows, Mando, Wanda, um, Falcon Winter Soldier, I'm sure we'll see it with Loki. Lots of love, like people talking about it on social media, articles, speculation, a litany of YouTube videos speculating what's going on, you know, and, and, and the, the, this show is significantly different from what those shows are trying to do. Um, right. But yeah, it, 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 there hasn't been a whole lot um, of anything for Bad Batch, I feel, it feels like. It seems like it's just a, but I mean, I guess I didn't see a whole lot for Clone Wars either when they did season seven. True. That's true. Yeah. It seems like. The, Whereas in contrast to that, it's like when Mando is on you know, every single week, there's like three or four different news articles mm-hmm. about what's going on in the future of Mando, overanalyzing the episode, all that kind of, you know, good stuff. Yeah. I think the big thing with that too would be Mando is big budget. It's live mm-hmm. action. So it appeals to more people, right? Whereas yeah. like, at a first glance, you look at, you look at Bad Bash, you think, oh, it's just a kid's show. And it's, I wouldn't call it a kid's show. I would say that it's probably if you're a kid, you probably enjoy it more than an adult would, but it's definitely anybody, any age, anybody could watch it. You know, it's, I don't think it, it doesn't feel like it belongs on the Disney channel by any means. Yeah. Just like with probably 90% of star Wars content, there's kind of something for everybody there. Um, But if you are, if you're not really an animation person, this is very skippable, I guess. Yeah. That's like yeah, I think that's a really good way to put it. It doesn't it doesn't feel like must see TV. It seems yeah. like if this is your wheelhouse, you will enjoy it. But yeah, like us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and so I always feel weird every week when we talk about it, and I'm like, it was good, but you know, I I I, I feel like I sound critical of the of the show, but I I'm not. I just you know I think especially at my age and the shows I've seen, you know, by the by now I've seen stuff like Breaking Bad and all these great big budget shows it you know my my palette and my taste is a little bit higher than a, a standard animation show that's on the disney the disney streaming service <laughs> yeah i feel like we kind of rehash it every week i you know we are definitely very much enjoying the show but it's not uh it's not something that's on our mind as constantly as uh other shows when they yeah. air you know as, as you know compared compared to the other stuff that we've covered the uh, the other um Star Wars and Marvel uh, Disney Plus content. 
I know, man. It's it's you know, I, I remember walking out of a theater watching you know any of the new Star Wars movies or a Marvel movie and being like, Oh my god, what's gonna happen next? or uh-huh. whatever. You know, you, you, we talk about it, we get online and we look at all these speculations and articles and things like that. And um, you know, I, when 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 this is a Star Wars property, right? So it's like you want it to feel the same way about it as you did a movie or Mando. Um, or some yeah. other shows that will come out, like Obi Wan or Soka, things like that. You, 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 so you want to feel that, and it's just not there. So it feels like it's a little bit of a letdown. But when you can sort of separate the two, and you can say, "Well, it's just a, a fun little thing that's, you know, right, worth watching." I, and I, I stand by this. It's, it would be much better as a binge than uh, mm-hmm. you know, a weekly thing. I think I really, yeah. I know that's not what Disney wants to do, and I get why they want to do the week to week. But I feel like this is a good example of like, sometimes it's okay to just give you the whole thing at once. Yeah. And honestly, I, I have been preferring the week to week, but the, the more time passes, the more I agree with you that this would be a better binge. Yes. I, I like the week to week with Falcon Winter Soldier because I like being able to, mm-hmm. to let that episode breathe and digest a bit. And, mm-hmm. and then it make it build up the anticipation for the next one. It makes you appreciate the, sh- the show so much more. But we've mm-hmm. talked about it. You finish one episode of Bad Batch, you feel satisfied. You know, you ate a, a, a burrito. It's like, oh, I'm good. I'm good for for a while now. <laughs> and uh, and and then you know, by the week, the next week comes around. It's like, oh, it's oh, it's another episode. Okay, like I forgot. I didn't even think about it. Whereas, yeah, that that anticipation and speculation and hype for those other shows. Yeah, and I think I think that the number of episodes helps too, right? Like I I have always been a fan of you know the thir- thirteen and up. Uh, number of episodes per season but these you know eight eight episodes six episode seasons you know you, you, each episode packs more of a punch when there's when there's less episodes um i you know when, when we started with falcon and the winter soldier i felt like after every episode that there was gonna be there was more and more pressure to deliver on the next one mm-hmm. but then they kept doing it and i was very satisfied right and and it's just it, it's different than than the Bad Batch, right? Well, and you know, with those those shows that are six to eight episodes, they're you know, I, with the exception of WandaVision, I think those are mostly in the 25, 30 minute range, thirty five minute range. But like, mm-hmm. Falcon Soldier is fifty minutes. Mando is usually around 45, 50 minutes. Yeah, so you're getting about six hours of content in those shows, which you know, when you break it down, you look at the Bad Batch. Each episode is about twenty five minutes, so you're getting roughly three episodes of the bad batch is about one episode ish of Mm -hmm. mando and and falcon winter soldier so you're kind of getting the same amount of content but those longer episodes allow the the whole story to breathe a bit more and you get more yeah you get more development you get more uh dialogue you get you just get a little bit more of everything and so you just it's it's a weird thing right it's a a trade-off yeah and with bad batch when you only have that 20 or 22 minute episode really you have to set things up really really quickly and also wrap them up really really quickly that's why i'm thinking maybe this show would be better off as uh you know with the clone wars episode arcs where they have two or three uh parts to a story i wonder if that would be better just to have some like not cliffhangers but maybe i do mean cliffhangers um at the end at, at the ends of episodes um you know i didn't watch clone wars when it was on um so, and I, I binged that show. So I don't really remember 
my memory's a little foggy on how uh, episodes that didn't end the arc would end, but I think that they left on at least a little bit of a stinger that made you interested to watch the next one. From what I remember, yeah, it was one of those things where it's it's there's no resolution, right? It's like, oh, okay, there's there's more to this story, and then mm-hmm. you would watch, yeah, and then you'd be part one, part two, three, four, even sometimes. And I got to say, I kind of thought that's what we were going to get in this because uh, season seven of Clone Wars was that, was that right? It was right. They had, Bad Batch came around mm-hmm. in season seven, right? I'm pretty sure it was the first Say that again. Bad Batch, they were introduced in season seven, right? Of Clone Wars. They were. Yes. I'm pretty sure they were. I think it was like I think a five, so. I think it was a five episode arc. And then the other yeah. half was the stuff with Ahsoka and Darth Maul. Might be worth it to rewatch that season. Um, it's a good season. It was really, really good. <laughs> yeah, I've watched it very recently. I, I can I can tell you it's a really good season. Yeah, that's kind of what I was expecting, though. I was expecting to have episodes that ended to where you thought, okay, I want to see what's going to happen next. But everything has just kind of been wrapped up in each episode. And yeah, I mean, you know, they give us... There's a bit of it, right? I mean, th- this episode ended with Sid giving Hunter some credits and said, if you want mm-hmm. more work, come on back. So there's, there, you, you mentioned it earlier, there's implication that they may be um, transitioning into bounty hunters. He kind of gave her a bit of a scowl and didn't seem like he was interested in it, but I don't know what Star Wars credits are or Empire credits are, but it looked like a lot of them. So it's like... <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they got to eat, right? And that was a dangerous job. So yeah. I would imagine that's quite a bit of money. And so that episode ended in a way where it was like, okay, there, that's kind of implying there's a next step or two. But I was wanting more a bit of of of, uh, of an arc, I guess, for lack of a better yeah. word. Maybe that's what we'll get towards the end of the season. Maybe that'll be the exciting conclusion of the season and we'll get like a four-episode arc at the end. I could see that. I really could. I think that we're still kind of establishing the team. They're still establishing Omega. Um, that we talked about it. Crosshair hasn't had a bunch, but if there's 16 episodes in the season, we're only episode five in. So there's still plenty of time to really keep adding to that story. Um, I think that, yeah, that the last four, maybe five episodes could be an arc where it's, it's like, okay, we've got all this set up. We've got all this development. Now we have the juice, the meat of the, of the mm-hmm. season and, and it'll end on a high note. Yeah. I hope that's what we get. I think that'd be really cool. Or at least two, you know, two or three, you know, that'd be, I think that'd be really good for the show. Yeah. And good for the fans. But I I think that my biggest gripe at this point um, is the lack of Crosshair. I think Crosshair really needs to be in every episode. Yeah. At least a, at least a a cut, a bit of dialogue Mm -hmm. or something. Um, I agree. That's my biggest, that's my biggest complaint. I think early on, I was a little bit like, where's the development for Tech and Echo? Um, they're not as developed as Omega or even Hunter or even Wrecker, uh, but there's, they've, they've had a bit more uh, of, of shine and, and a bit more um, added to them, and we see them a bit more than we did early on. So uh, I'm a little bit more satisfied with that part of it. Uh, but yeah, we need more crosshair, man. I noticed for the first time in this episode the shape of Echo's helmet, how it has to accommodate for his little robotic uh, around the back of the head ear gadget thing, the kind of Lobot thing that he's got. Okay. Uh, Did you notice that? It's got this little gap uh, in his helmet, so that fits on. So he puts it on over the back of it and then pulls it forward so that he still has the robotic part on him, and then he just lifts it off, and it's got that gap in the back. 
I don't really have anything to say about it. I just thought it was really cool. Yeah, I, I hadn't noticed that, but that is a nice touch. I'll have to watch out for that next time he's got it on. It's a cool uh, attention to detail kind of universe building thing that I, I noticed. That is one thing that I will say that I like about the batch is that each each person, I won't say guy because Omega's not on there, but each mm-hmm. each one is different and, and unique. They bring something to the table. There, there is something to each one of them. It's not just clones. And, and I, that's kind of the point of the batch, right? It's that, that's what it's supposed to be. But I could even even like captain rex and some of the other other clones it was hard to really distinct each one because they're clones right right they didn't have the the blue or the yellow uh whatever Mm -hmm. on the on the the suit it was just like they're the same thing you know so Mm -hmm. it's nice same voice actor uh a masked character yeah 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 and so it's harder to obviously you cared a little bit more about rex because he's the captain and you know he's got interaction with ahsoka we want anakin whatever what have you uh, but 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 it, it is nice to have uh, a bit of character and differences between the three, the the five of them. And I'm still dying to see Rex show up in this show. I think he'd I think he'd be great. Call. <laughs> I think call. it'd be a huge missed opportunity if they don't uh, put Rex in this season. Good call. They alluded to him. They mentioned him when they when they were on the uh, I think it was episode two, right? Where they were, where they were with the deserter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they alluded to him, and I kind of thought we might see a bit of him. Um, haven't seen him yet. I, I agree. That would be a big missed opportunity. That was a that was probably one of the more popular characters that was introduced in Clone Wars. Mm-hmm, uh, for sure. I also I, I was a little episode one comes around and we see Caleb Doom, right? Mm-hmm. And Jairus. And where they left that off, I didn't quite think we'd see more of him. I think you when we talked about that episode, you kind of convinced me that we kind of have to see more of him. Surely he'll pop back up, but he hasn't yet. Yeah, and now, you know, at least for me, it doesn't feel like he'll come back into the fold at all. I don't think so either. So um, that would be really cool to see him, but I can't imagine that he would come out and join them to fight the Empire when he's on the run from the Empire. He, he definitely has to be in hiding for Rebels to make sense, right? Yeah, because I can't imagine I mean, a Padawan would come through, help yeah. him out, you know, it's just... Honestly, at this point, it'd be it'd be hard to make any Jedi appearance work because every Jedi is supposed to be so secret from the Empire right now. Yep. Yeah. If we if we see anything, it would probably be I I could see a small appearance from Ahsoka, just a quick helping mm-hmm. them out, but that I think is even a stretch, and I'm I would not expect to see that. But that would be the only thing that makes sense. Hey, here's. Similar to the, to the deserter, here's shelter for a second. Go about your business. I can't imagine where yeah. he's going to be Jedi at all. Yep, I agree. No, I agree. Um, so anyway, I've only got one more note, and it's a small one. Um, I noticed there's kind of a blink and you missed it line where uh, Wrecker is complaining about his head hurting again. I don't know mm-hmm. if you remembered that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember if it was one episode or two episodes ago, but... Uh, um, when they crash landed the ship, um, he kind of got jostled up and hit his head. And in this episode, he's talking about his head hurting. And then he kind of walks off screen. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's going to play into a grander scheme of things. I don't know if maybe he's got a continued brain injury of some sort, but he, he's definitely complaining about his head hurting and 
in more than one episode. So we'll see where that goes. Good eye. Yeah. I didn't see that at all. Um, we'll have to watch for that, I guess. Yeah. I, they, it was seriously like a five second thing. Hunter and, and Wrecker sitting there and, and uh, I think Wrecker just kind of holds his head for a second kind of mumbles ah, on my head or something like that. And then Wrecker asks him about it and then, or I'm sorry, Hunter asks him about it and Wrecker says, I'll be fine. And then walks off. Just kind of a introduction for the, uh, it was kind of a throwaway line to introduce a new scene. Mm, okay. Yeah, that's going to be, maybe we will see a, a few episodes of, of Wrecker Can't Really Help because he's injured from the, because you're talking about when he was fighting uh, Finnick, right? Or was it a different I'm talking about when they, um, they crash landed the ship on that planet where they mm. fought the, uh, the dragon. Yep. Okay. Yeah. He had said, that's right. Yeah. Because he was, that was the whole thing. He just stayed with the ship because he had his head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, he did, he did jump in and fight Fennec, but wasn't really much of a match. Maybe that is a throwaway. Oh, that's true. And, and Fennec did, uh, you know, knock his lights out with one punch. Yeah. But so, then he also went toe to toe with a rancor in this episode. So he's kind of all over the map. I don't know. Yeah. The rancor <laughs> was punching him. He was punching the rancor. So yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> Who knows? Maybe that is. Maybe there is something there to that. I don't know though. We'll see. I could. See. I just feel like they wouldn't do that for no reason, right? Right, right. There's got to be something there. There has to be. There's there. There may be a point where, because you know, when you have five characters, you can't have all five of them in the action at a time every single episode. Mm-hmm. As we've seen, right? They've created excuses to keep some with the ship and have some go on. So that could be just another creative way for them to sort of keep him out of the way. So maybe Tech or Echo can have more of a shine a bit. Yeah, um, I'm sure that it, it'll it'll get resolved at some point. But we we could see that pop up in an episode or two. I think a good way to um, kind of showcase the characters that we haven't gotten a whole lot out of, you know, such as uh, Tech or Echo would be to separate the team for longer than just, you know, part of an episode, maybe have a couple of characters get stranded on their own or get separated, taken something like that mm-hmm. to uh, separate the batch for a little while and, and get to showcase, um, you know, maybe have one episode that's just, uh, you know, tech and wrecker doing something. And then the next episode takes place during the same timeline, but it's the other characters. Yeah, I agree. And that's another reason why episode arcs would help because you could have Mm -hmm. a situation where they're split up and then it's like, oh no, Tech and Omega are here and they have to do this. And then you see, you see them work together. I think using the spotlight Omega has had so far to sort of help develop these other characters we haven't seen much of would be a really good use of what they've done so far for her. And so, yeah, Mm -hmm. seeing an episode where Echo and, and Omega have to work together to get back to the group or Tech and Omega or, or whatever, right? It, it, I, I agree. I think that um, separating them for longer than five minutes would go mm. a long way to help establish the other guys that we haven't seen much of. Yeah. It kind of feels like in these, in these first five episodes that their biggest, um, their biggest mission so far has been to make the fans fall in love with Omega. And it's really, I mean, it's working. Uh, I think that she's a great character. Um, but I, I'm ready for I'm ready for more. I'm ready for something different. I agree. I don't know that I'm in love with Omega. It almost mm-hmm. feels like they want 
to create the same craze for her that they did with Grogu, Baby Yoda. Do you think so? I don't really feel that way. I don't know. It, it's it's two, not infants, but younger-ish characters. Everybody loved Grogu so mm-hmm. much. He really has become sort of the new mascot for Star Wars in a way. <laughs> um, it's funny because I'm sitting in a room with, I'm sitting in my guest bedroom and we've got baby Yoda sheets on the bed right now. <laughs> I know. And my friend, he bought a baby Yoda plush doll for his dog that he chews around and as soon yeah. as I find the right shirt, I'm going to have a Baby Yoda shirt for sure. <laughs> They've got Baby Yoda boxers, and he, he really has sort of become <laughs> I mean, I don't know that they're trying to create the exact same thing with Omega, but they, it does sort of feel like, oh, this took off. Maybe people will, will appeal to, or, or a younger character will appeal to a lot of people as well, and that kind of feels like. And there, there are definitely certain um, you know, narrative similarities, too, because both Omega and Grogu are being hunted and you know the the main characters of the show are the protectors yeah. of them and so there, mean, there are definitely some yeah exactly there are definitely some similarities they kind of just said wow Mando really worked out well let's just make that <laughs> formula and put it in the bat batch with five copy kids. and paste <laughs> god <laughs> it's all right it's they did that with uh with um Force Awakens they just took a new hope and Give it some and that works, yeah. <laughs> that works too, so. <laughs> that's so that's, funny. That's Star Wars for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all. all well, that's that that's, episode. I don't know. That's all I've got. No more cracks to bat for me. All right. Well, um, yeah. I guess we could call it there. Um, yeah. We'll come back next week with another episode review of the episode six, and then the week afterwards, we'll be back with that plus Loki. So, um, lots to look forward on that. Yeah, and we're we're still kind of toying around with the uh, the idea of doing, um, or we're, we're working out the kinks of of what we're going to do for our episode uh, structure, I guess, as far as covering two different episodes in one podcast. I think it's going to work out. Um, oh, yeah, we'll we'll just kind of experiment with it and play with it. Yeah, I think the idea right now is to do, uh, we'll just do a two and one. We'll see kind of how that works. If we feel like we need to split it back up again, we can, but. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll play around with it and figure it out. We're still young in this thing, so mm-hmm. uh, there's still going to be a lot of room for flexibility and uh, trial and error. I think that all of the weeks that we'll be watching Loki will kind of be in the middle of the season of, um, Bad, of Batch. Bad Batch. I don't think Bad Batch is going to be wrapping up while we're watching Loki, right? So what are we on? We're, we're going to be on episode six this week, seven next week. Uh, Loki will be six episodes, so I think by the time Loki's so, yeah. over... It'll be on episode 13 or 14 so if there are yeah so if there are 16 episodes of the bad batch it'll be a few episodes after loki's over so yeah we'll be all right we'll be all right with the the one episode format i think yeah we'll figure it out we'll let you guys know but uh thanks again for listening give us a follow on yeah. our uh, accounts they're in the show notes um and yeah thanks guys take care until next time we'll catch you later <laughs>